In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall humble yourselves, and you shall not do any kind of work, neither the native-born nor the alien who resides among you. For on this day, atonement will be made on your behalf, to cleanse you. You will become clean from all your sins in the presence of the Lord. It shall be a Sabbath of complete rest, and you shall humble yourselves. It is a permanent regulation. The priest who is anointed and ordained to serve as priest in his father's place shall make atonement, wearing the linen garments, the sacred garments. He shall make atonement for the most holy place, and he shall make atonement for the tent of meeting and for the altar. He shall make atonement on behalf of the priests and all the people of the assembly. Good morrow, everybody. My name is Ben Laboot, and welcome to Stories of Symmetry, a podcast and blog dedicated to revealing beauty and purpose through another look at faith, the sacred, and the stories that unite us all. And, happy Day of Atonement. Sundown yesterday began Yom Kippur, anglicized as Yom Kippur and translated as the Day of Atonement, This holiest of Jewish holy days celebrates that dirty people can be cleansed. As God's people, atonement makes us feel as captives set free, debtors, all debts now paid, lifeless corpses resurrected. These themes are the heart and soul of Christianity, and yet why don't Christians celebrate Yom Kippur? Well, Christians have their own holiday for this. But which one? No, it's not Christmas or Easter, neither Epiphany nor Pentecost, not Corpus Christi, Ash Wednesday, Palm Sunday, or a season such as Lent or Advent or Shrovetide. Rather, it's Good Friday, the somber day that begins Easter weekend and reflects on the Lord events surrounding Jesus' death by crucifixion. Good Friday and Yom Kippur are similar but distinct. Cousins, rather than twins. Counterparts, not fungible. Both days are about atonement. And what is atonement? It's an action that rights a wrong or makes up for an offense. Appropriate synonyms might include payment, reparation, expiation, restitution. Not, mind you, forgiveness, absolution, or amnesty. Atonement is done by the one who commits the wrong, not the one who receives it. Atonement is a positive action by a transgressor to correct the transgression. This is not a victim saying, it's behind us, I forgive you. It is a perpetrator saying, I will correct the wrong I've done. The key, however, is that the debt has indeed been paid, paid in full. Atonement is not working toward the goal. It is the goal. The Day of Atonement means that we are, in fact, past the fault, past the crime, past the sin, and that it lingers no more. So celebrate then. Be jubilant. Call this good news, great news, an unqualified boon. But if we're thinking about it, we need to ask how this happened. If atonement requires that one party make up for an action, then what was done? Not the original crime, but 
what to compensate for it, what atonement. The guidelines for Yom Kippur, found in Leviticus 16, a portion of which was read at the start of this episode, specify that this day was the one and only time that the high priest was to enter the most holy place of the tabernacle. There, he removed the decorative raiment of the priestly office and replaced it with a simple linen garment. He then made an offering for his own sin. Next, two goats were brought from among the people. Chosen by lot, one was killed as a sin offering, the other became the scapegoat. The priest placed his hands on the scapegoat and symbolically transferred the nation's sins to the goat, and then that animal was sent into the wilderness. This ceremony absolved the people's sins of the previous year. The rituals have been and are repeated year after year for well over three millennia now. Modern Jews, of course, have no high priest or holy of holies for the ceremonies first described by Moses. They do, however, still celebrate the day. Christians, as we know, do not. We don't find Yom Kippur or Day of Atonement in the liturgical calendar. I said that Good Friday is a reasonable approximation. They both deal in sacrifice and atonement. But it still differs significantly from the Jewish festival. And here's how. During Yom Kippur, animals are killed. And the atonement applies to past crimes only, not future ones. One is never more clean than on Yom Kippur, for each successive day introduces the possibility of transgression, and then atonement remains out of reach until next Yom Kippur. Christians, on the other hand, needn't wait until next year to feel liberated and pure. Jesus, we believe, was the final Yom Kippur sacrifice. Unlike Aaron and the other high priests, who needed to atone for themselves before offering the people's atonement, Jesus did not need to purify himself, for he was already pure. Not an animal, but a flawless human. His death was sufficient for the nation and the world, for that year and all years to come. Whereas Yom Kippur sacrifices an unwilling animal, Good Friday sacrificed a willing man. Whereas Yom Kippur is temporary, Good Friday was permanent, whereas Yom Kippur is for the Jews, Good Friday was for all people. Many people will not, today, celebrate Yom Kippur, nor even notice its passing, and that's okay. But to those who understand it, this day and every day becomes a joyous occasion. Thank you for joining Stories of Symmetry. We are still between seasons right now, and although the episodes are sporadic, blogs are consistently monthly. You can check them out at storiesofsymmetry.com, and keep up with other happenings by following at Stories of Symmetry on Facebook and Instagram. Additionally, at BenLaboot and BenLaboot.com are now live and active, so please engage with those for content beyond Stories of Symmetry, especially my upcoming book in February. Until next time. Go with God, go in peace.